But I really am starting to get concerned that I'm like, oh, maybe I just don't enjoy television anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to be a cinema snob now. No. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I only like movies. Just know that I have to pet the dog the entire time, otherwise they think she might bark at someone. That's okay. Well, Dad has to be included now. Yeah, she has to be. She can be our uh, guest star, our guest host. Yeah. Guest host. So, uh, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Podjiba, the Pajiba Television Podcast. Uh, I am Pajiba Comedy Editor Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, are Pajiba Managing Editor Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. Hello, Tori, and Mr. Creepy himself, <laughs> Dustin Rolls. <laughs> hello, Dan. <laughs> Hello, hello, I'm Dustin. Glad, I'm glad you're owning it <laughs> now. It. Yeah, uh, we we didn't have an episode last week. Some of you might. It was Labor Day. It's Come on, because it was Labor Day, and sometimes schedules are tricky. And so, you know, we're sorry, but also we 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 didn't. So there was no new TV. Everyone took a week off. Yeah. Um, missed Ken. Sorry. So, Ken missed what on AMC Plus? Oh, is that any good? Um, it's a pretty generic uh, Irish mafia kind of show. I like it, but it, 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 I like it. It has um, um, Daredevil in it. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy. His name escapes all of us right now. Is that right? Charlie yes, Cox. Charlie Cox. There and you also go. Littlefinger. Oh, Aiden mm-hmm. Gillen. And then everybody gets to like use their actual Irish accent, so that's nice. Oh. Is and so it's good ish? Yes, I think it's worth watching, although I think it's probably not I think it's kinda generic for what it is, but whatever. Eh, that yeah. happens. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what you missed on last week's Pajiva. <laughs> I'm glad right. we didn't we record last week because we I hadn't seen the show, so I wouldn't be prepared to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, luckily, uh, it's Dustin's here to catch us up on all the. AM- I, I think I canceled AMC Plus after uh, uh, what's it called? Um, Ultra City Saints. Aww. Ultra City Smiths ended. Oh, um, you're not watching Walking Dead with me? So, uh, <laughs> turns out I'm not watching Walking Dead uh, because it I maybe I want to watch Why the Last Man, man instead. It is the worst. Really? Yeah, after two good seasons, this is just flat out terrible. And it's worse the last than, yes. season. Worse than like the bad season that everyone was like, oh, it got real bad. Yeah, because at least the really bad season, I mean, it just dragged on. This is just like the exact same. They like ran out of ideas and they're just repurposing old storylines again. Like Daryl, he gets he hmm. gets kidnapped for the fourth time in the series. The whole episode. Ugh. You're like, oh, come on. Do they at least comment on the fact that he has been kidnapped many they times? They do not. Oh. And he ends up getting kidnapped and then working uh, with this cult from the inside, which has happened in uh, this is the third of the last four seasons. Somebody ends up working with a cult from the inside. Wait, hmm. but how? So 
in show, mm -hmm. how much time has lapsed? Oh, I think I want to say about 10, 11 years, just because they had a seven so, year like, time jump. Right. So like four kidnappings in like, okay. you know, 10 years okay. or whatever. But That's not bad. Seven years wasn't yeah. even on there because the, the seven yeah, year well, time jump. There was like. So he probably got kidnapped there more. Was two and a half seasons that took place over about three weeks. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's just awful. I think it'll get better near the end, but they had to like they had to come up with twenty four episodes, and they only had enough comics for like twelve. Yeah. So they're just throwing in shit. That's so disappointing because like the last season, it should be the time where it's like you're supposed to be treading water for all the exactly. other seasons and and hopefully building because like you know where you want it to end. And they do know where they want right. it to end because it's been written yeah. for them. Although it does, it, it is interesting in that like I feel like you see this in a bunch of shows where um, the the other thing that happens in a final season is that you kind of get to do like your crazy ideas that that like have just been like in the soup of ideas for great. years. And, like you could never, you could never do that episode. That's like silent or you could never do that episode. That's all from this one character's perspective. Right. Um, but, but they're kind of they're like, they're not doing that no. either. It sounds like they're no, not doing no. that. I would have loved that. Just anything. Is <laughs> but fear the walking dead. Like I, I wrote about it this week. It's, it tries something new every season. And like this upcoming seventh season, it's a zombie apocalypse. It takes, place and a nuclear holocaust and that's pretty cool like a nuclear bomb went off and now they're like triapsing around in like radiation <laughs> with the zombies wait so the zombie it didn't kill the well yeah, yeah they're already dead right. so but it didn't like dismember the zombies like the zombies just i guess didn't fall apart i guess I not know. i i mean i i don't know we'll see because i haven't actually seen the episode except for like a trailer so how does that show connect to the walking dead is it like way in the future from it's actually it? uh several years in the past but it's just in in texas instead of virginia just in a completely different place right. yeah but hmm. there are two characters from the walking dead who just sort of like walked around the country and found themselves in texas you can walk anywhere if you have enough That's time right. <laughs> and don't get eaten by a zombie, I guess. Oh, I just walked across the country. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they rode lawnmowers. <laughs> no, then, I, well, one of them, uh, Lenny, James, uh, Morgan, he, there was a montage of him walking. Just walking and walking and walking. <laughs> so how, how does it work that he left the Mothership show and ended up on Fear but fear is several years in the past still? Okay. Is it because of that time jump exactly. that you talked about? Yeah, he left, he oh, left okay. on, the, uh, on the episode before the time jump. Okay. I'm not sure why they need to do that, because I think this nuclear uh, holocaust is going to allow uh, Fear the Walking Dead to giant jump to, to come back up to the Walking Dead, because I think they're going to be in bunkers for several years. Oh... Wait, so does this whole, is this season going to take place in a bunker? Uh, I think maybe at least partially for some characters. I'm not sure, man. And that's the crazy thing about fear. You just never know with this fucking show. <laughs> Do, has it done anything to the zombies yet? Or they're just, well, I, but there's just also nuclear I radiation. I mean, the fear, it hasn't started yet. I've just seen a trailer. 
Oh, oh yeah. okay. But we saw the nuclear bomb okay. fall at the end of last season. Oh. Where did it come from? Uh, yeah. An evil man who wanted to um, kill everything and start all over. He only got he only got one off though. Instead of he he planned to blow up an entire country because he found like a submarine with like an abandoned nuclear submarine with ten nukes in it. But they and oh. who stopped him? You know Morgan and company. So they got on the submarine. Yeah, and they stopped them all. But the first one, which went straight up in the air and came right back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It went up and they had That and, show sounds so much better than The Walking it Dead. It is. And this guy this guy knew how to fire a nuclear missile. Uh well yeah, they, it involved having like several people a key and like several people pushing buttons at the same time and so the whole season was like uh-huh. getting little pieces to help put that together. But it was funny because they okay. shot it straight up in the air and then Morgan gets on his walkie and talks to everybody. He's like, we got about 10 minutes left. Do what you need to do. <laughs> it's like, say goodbye oh. to your people or whatever. And a lot of shit happened. An entire episode happened in that 10 minutes. Hmm. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, we got off on The Walking Dead. <laughs> no, that's fine. That well, was... you're, you're, that, that does make sense, though, that you would be more interested in that than the original. Where I mean, because... That definitely is a wild yes. swing. And so, I'm already more interested with the submarine. Sometimes they were. The, the second season was a big swing. It was like uh, took place on the ocean with underwater zombies, and it failed miserably. But at least it was like something different. Right. There were underwater, underwater zombies. So yes. I, this is a total tangent, but um, I used to work for a guy um, on like a non-fiction TV company like we were making a show for the History Channel and he was like one of the directors on the episodes and I knew his wife and his wife is like so just so you know he he used to make movies and she hands me a DVD he had directed like Meatballs too, or something like he used to make like 80s movies Um, and she hands me a DVD one time like right before I, I met him and she's like Here's his like first movie. I don't recommend the movie, but you should listen to the like the director's, you know, commentary on the DVD. So the movie was called Shockwaves. Shockwave. Um and it was about Nazi underwater zombies <laughs> emerging off of the coast of Florida. That's awesome. <laughs> And it was, I still have the DVD. It was a really, I mean, it was a weird freaking movie. And so when I met him, I, I was like, so your wife gave me your movie. And he's like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but so just if anyone ever wonders where, like, some of the directors who are directing, you know, TV shows come from, that might be what they used to do. Meatballs and Shockwave. Nazi zombies. Shockwave. <laughs> the 80s, man. They were wild time. <laughs> Speaking of wild times, uh, what is everybody drinking tonight? Um, I will. I'll go first because I. I don't know. I don't do that. Uh, I. So we've talked about the fantasy football league before, yes. right? Yes. I feel like we have. Uh, so the fantasy football league that I'm in with Dustin and with producer Seth, uh, I. I stepped down from running it because I. Didn't want to anymore. Uh, and, Seems legit. And uh, and actually, Seth, uh, producer Seth, took over. But as a uh, parting gift, I got a bottle of 
Michters or Michters? Michters, I think, is how you oh. say it. Uh, small batch whiskey, and it's quite He good. also got a uh, king's crown and a scepter and a mm-hmm. cape that he Wait, did you yes. really? wore for the draft. I did. Are you wearing it I now? Was, I, uh, I'm not wearing it now. Um, not that, Could you? Not that anyone knows. Well, it's in a bag. <laughs> what? Uh, You've already put it in a bag. Here, so. What? Yeah, it's I, a cape. I, I, I was cleaning this. What's well, all? It's in a. It's a nice bag, but it's all my. It's my royal accoutrement. Your royal bag. Yeah, my royal bag. <laughs> um, anyway, that's not the point. The point is the whiskey is quite nice. Uh, Tori, what are you drinking? <laughs> well, uh, I'm not wearing a cape. Thank you for asking. I'm not wearing a cape either. I well, both of us are wrong, Ben. Um, <laughs> I am drinking. I so. The last time we recorded, which was two weeks ago, I think. I don't know. What's time? Um, I had that maple breakfast out. Yeah. So I had bought yes. a four-pack of it, oh and I had one can that night, which means I still have three cans. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Would you rather I had Green State Lager? Kind of, yes. Um, I mean, at least that's sort of like <laughs> generic and bland. Um, excuse me, sir. It is a... F I'm, you. Uh, B, this is brewed with real maple <laughs> syrup. <laughs> I don't know how many, to, and coffee. That might be the problem. So it's, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not a problem. Uh, so anyway, I had three cans left, so still working on it. Might be drinking this one for a while. <laughs> how many, uh, is this your last, uh, is your last can or, or is this only the second can? No, this is the second can. I've got oh. two more. I brought two up just in case, like if I, you know, if we're having a good time and I'm I'm drinking it fast, but I've still right. got at least one, yeah, one in the fridge. Mm-hmm. So you know, let's go along, guys. Help me drink this beer. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Dustin? Yeah, <laughs> we we lost him. So uh, he had time to give me Dustin shit about my beer, and then he bounced. OJ. Oh, like orange juice? No, it's O H J. It's a double IPA. Uh-huh. I think it has a, a nice orange flavor, but I'm also drinking a new Austin Street Patina. So you're drinking OJ, which is a double IPA yes. with an orange flavor, and sorry, what was the other one? Uh, Austin Street Patina. Austin Street the, Patina. Yes. At the same time? Well, no, I just finished the OJ, and now I'm starting on the Austin Street. Oh. Um, what I is the we Austin agreed... Street? I don't know. It's just a pale ale, which is my favorite. Huh. I thought we agreed that double IPAs are trash. Well, not this one for some reason. I think because it's a little orangey, maybe. But not like really yeah. orangey. That would be gross. But like yeah. a, a hint of orange. A hint of orange. I think it's local. Every, you know, we have a really good beer scene here, people. Yeah, but how many of your beers have real maple syrup? I hope none. Oh. Good lord. Why? Why? Like that's. I mean, I like maple syrup, and I like maple syrup and coffee. But I don't like yes. maple syrup and coffee and beer. Why? You haven't tried it. In a whiskey, maybe, but not a beer. Oh, I bet it would work in like a coffee stout. Yeah, that would, that well, would be no. real but good. But that's the whole. Well, yeah, it's a stout. Ugh. Yeah. It's a coffee stout with maple syrup. Yeah, that sounds that sounds that And it's sounds lighter good. than I thought it would be, you know? Like it's drinkable. I'll mail you some. You'll you'll Thanks. get you should try <laughs> <All right>. it. 
As always, Podjiba does not. The, the views of Dustin Rolls do not reflect, <laughs> reflect, reflect Jaiba. I mean, I mean, the things that he says reflect his views, but not everyone. Just remember, he watches Manifest, so right. That's what they say uh, about and, the website. And Green too. State Logger <laughs> is fine. Thank you very it's, much. It is. It's fine. You That's what? exactly yeah. what it is. It's fine. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Nothing more. Nothing less. It's yeah, thank fine. you. It's uh, it's okay. We understand. You know, you know what's funny, Tori, is that it seems like uh, Dustin might find himself aligned with the hipsters in Why the Last Man who were taking shots at Vermont. Mm. Yes. Well, no, it wasn't. It could, well, I mean, they were, but it was his sister who were who was. They were the the hipsters were going to move to Vermont. Well, his sister's also a hipster. Well, yes. Well, she's Olivia. yeah. Anyway, she's a lot Olivia Thoroughly taking shots at Vermont. Uh, <laughs> That was an awkward transition to Why the Last Man. Um, it would have been easier to go the new... Dead there, but we had to talk about beer, didn't we? The, you know well, what? We I, thought, I, think, I think that was a great transition, Dan. Don't second guess okay. yourself, and don't let Dustin get into your head. Thank you, Tori. I never let Dustin get into my head. That's a, one of the secrets to a happy life, I think. <laughs> um, uh, Why the Last Man, the brand new... FX on Hulu Exclusive show. show. Which, unlike American Crime Story, which is not FX on Hulu, it is FX exclusive. Well, it's also on Hulu. No, it's not on Hulu. That's the thing. It's not on Hulu. I have cable now so I can watch it. Yes, it is not on Hulu. Okay, hang on. So this show is is called American Crime Story? Impeachment, yes. Impeachment. Yeah. Okay, it's, it's, so if I were to type in American... I mean, you might be right. It would say Hulu Live only. Okay, let's see what it says. I'm not kidding. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, right. It yeah. is. Oh, how about that? So we, we've, we've gotten to a thing where FX puts most of their shows on Hulu, and then they have FX on FX on Hulu, and then there's FX on Hulu exclusive shows, and then there are shows right. that are on FX that are not on Hulu. Because apparently Netflix has the rights to this one. So oh, through their oh, Ryan Murphy deal. Right. Oh. So this okay. is going to be like the one show. Like any Ryan Murphy show is going to go to Netflix. So really okay, everything, everything else is still going to end FX up on Hulu. Yeah. Is Ryan Murphy now. You and so everything on uh, FX. No, that's what, not true. What else on FX? Cuz everything that's on FX on Hulu. But <laughs> <laughs> except for the exclusives. <laughs> no, you're Dustin, are you saying everything that airs live on FX now is Ryan Murphy? Pretty much. Hmm. No, because they still have Archer. They still have uh, it's always, have always sunny. sunny. They've got yeah, what we do in the shadows. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. Okay, fair, fine. Those fine. are three show better things. I love better things so much. Yeah, that'll come back someday. First. Atlanta. So look, Dustin, fine, you're fine. You're whatever. Quite, you're quite wrong. Um, but there's a lot of like FX <laughs> stuff that's not going to be an FX on Hulu or Hulu. But it's only Ryan Murphy stuff, right? Well, which is a lot of stuff. He's got like, but he's got like three new franchises coming out, right? But but anything that's American Horror Story stays on because I think that all of that is still on Hulu, right? Because I'm assuming that's part of the old deal. That's the old deal, yeah. Yeah, but now he's probably gonna he has like American Law and American Firefighter, and I'm I'm sure. Wait, wait, I I don't know. He has more shows coming. There was a more franchise coming. Back me up here. Somebody, come on. (laughs) <laughs> oh, didn't he have a wait? Wait, now I know you were making a joke. No, I no no. But there is, but there is like an American sports thing coming, right? Something like that. Yeah, there's. Like, I feel like I saw something that sounded like a joke, but it was not. Uh, Ryan Murphy, 
American sports. There was like a. Yep. Oh, oh wait, American love story, huh. American sports story, and American See, love story. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And they're probably oh. going to end up on Netflix. Are they yeah. based on true story? Like, I don't. God, who knows? Let's see what the Deadline article from August 13th says. Uh, <laughs> American sports Breaking story antho- anthology limited series. Blah blah blah. Oh, they're going to talk about Aaron Hernandez. So that's that's oh, cool. Jesus Christ, that's um, a love story. Yeah. So that's that's no, no that's that's, that's sports story. Sports story. A sports story. Yeah, but and also a crime story. story. Then what's uh, love story? Love story will be the whirlwind courtship and marriage of JFK Jr. and Carolyn Bissett. Huh. So, also, a lot of things that end in tragedy. I mean, which makes sense, I guess. But Yeah. So, uh, Ryan Murphy's deal with Netflix includes FX shows? That's weird. I guess. I yeah, I don't know. I don't really understand that. Because Ryan Murphy also have just Netflix shows. Right. Right, like the... The one the, with the guy from the... Politician? Yeah, that's what it's called, right? Yeah. Well, that's Netflix the one that has, has a lot of money. That is true. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, like, uh, to at a certain point, FX was kind of like, well, yeah, okay, like, we still have American Horror Story that we can put on Hulu, so just you guys can have everything else. Like, they're still getting to air the shows. Yes. So Yeah, these are still going to be on FX, and then it doesn't say whether or not they're going to be on Netflix. I don't know. Anyway, so why The Last Man? (laughs) (laughs) Not a Ryan Uh, Murphy show. Not a Ryan Murphy show. Uh, Not airing on FX. Not airing on FX. Oh, it's not. Uh, The long, uh, long long-developed... uh, so long. Based on the graphic novel by uh, Brian K. Vaughn and Pia Guerra. Um, Remember when this was supposed to be a, a Shia LaBeouf vehicle? Oh my god, that's right. <laughs> but it was also supposed to be that other guy uh, who passed away. Mm. Oh, you know, uh, uh, um, the great kid. Uh, Anton Yelkin? Yes. No, it, well, it was supposed to be... I thought he was, was attached to it at one point as well. After she... Uh, well, Barry... He again was. Oh yeah, that that, mm-hmm. that was in the 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 second to last version. Uh, right. right. Yeah, he like. Um, all, it was almost him. I think that was the version where they actually had started prep and then threw it out and started over. Uh, I'm glad yeah. it wasn't him. He creeps me out. No offense. <laughs> Sorry, Barry, if you're listening. Um. But anyway, it's uh, it's uh, it's based on obviously a beloved uh, comic series. Uh, the correct me if I'm wrong, but the 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 short version of it is uh, something happens and all the males in the world die, except for uh, York, who yep. is the titular Why the Last Man, and uh, his capuchin monkey ampersand. Yes. Yeah. And so far, that's it. And I mean, I, I didn't read the full graphic novel, so I don't know if there are other uh, exceptions or how that plays out. Um, but at least at the beginning, as far as we know, these are the only males of any species still alive. Right. Yeah, I don't know if the show is going to do it. In the comics, I think there's a thing where you find out that there were dudes still on a space station. Um, and they're like oh. stranded when oh. everything goes down. I don't know if the show is going to bring that in. Might be. The show has changed a lot <laughs> from the comics for, with good mm-hmm. reason. 
Um, but wasn't there a scientist also to survive? In the uh, I think I think later on. Oh God, isn't it her the the scientist's dad or something? I can't remember. Like eventually, yeah, I think there might be. I feel like there's something you find out where where it might have been Allison Mann's dad, which we haven't. I haven't met her yet in the show because I've only seen the first two episodes. I know they released three, so I don't know if they've got if they get Wait, to her in the third dad? episode. Um, there's a doctor named uh, Allison Mann. I don't know. Have they introduced her in the show yet? No. Okay. Um, and I can't remember. I feel like in the comics, and I, I haven't, I've been rereading them, but I haven't gotten to that point. Wait, I is she the Harvard point, geneticist? Yes. Okay, they, they've talked about her in the third episode. They've talked about her. They, okay. But they haven't introduced her. Okay. So in the comics, I think at some point, and, and, and again, I maybe totally, I was very, I was smoking a lot of weed when I read this <laughs> comic. <laughs> I'm rereading them now, but yeah, back in the day, yeah, for some reason, I thought. Weed. Um, I, I feel like at some point they like they go out to like get her like backup stash of stuff and like for some reason like he might not have been dead but I also could be just making that up I'll look it up or JS will tell us yes <laughs> um, but yeah so for all intents and purposes uh, the men have mysteriously died all of a sudden at the same time every male of anything on the planet um animals everything and so and nobody really knows why yorick and his monkey survived why they didn't die right um so it's looking at you know a what happens when half the population drops dead in the street um but also then you know what does society look like as they're rebuilding um you have your government now is is down to a handful of staff um generators are failing you know in the in the challenges of of different specific areas so like if you're in new york city there's a whole thing where like they're evacuating it because like the generators were failing the things that would pump out water from the subways everything's rising like the city will be impassable they have to just like get everyone out um you know planes were crashing to the ground uh it's it's a nightmare <laughs> but um, what I and I don't know I again you guys I don't know how much of this you remember from the comics but one of the things I really appreciate that the show has done in changing the comics is there there it's very much shifted the perspective like the the comics were really about this dude um, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. kind of and everything is his point of view going through. Right. This new landscape, whereas the show has put him on a back burner in a lot of ways. And it is really all about the women. And it's given it's created a lot of new roles um, in in part of updating it. Amber Tamblin's character, who's sort of an Ivanka Trump type. Um, That's who that was. I was like, who is that? Who who is that? Amber Tamblin, of course. That's Amber Tamblin. She's, yeah, playing very against type. Um, And she is she's great. Um, yeah. I just but, couldn't but get it's Melissa not... Joan Hart out of my head. Right. I mean, that's the scariest. I mean, Amber, we love you. You're yes. doing a great job. Please don't take that personally. You're that's it's wonderful. Um, but I think that uh, it's not just that they are centering more uh, women characters. It's also the the pers- they're diversifying those perspectives and spending a lot of time in the lead up. Right. 
on uh, on digging into that. And so what you see is a lot of women who are struggling in their professions, who are trying to balance their lives. Um, and there are just a lot of little moments that have nothing to do with the overarching mystery, but just like are speaking more to a very particular um, uh, women's point of view. Like um, the, the, when when before everyone dies and you have the president at the shooting range mm -hmm. and his like advisor is with him and he like makes her pick up a gun and shoot with him right. and he won't take no for an answer and she's clearly uncomfortable um and you see her juggling like trying to get her kids birthday party you know bouncing house lined up and now having to pick up a gun and he won't let her off the hook and she's right. she's trying to be everything for everyone um and there's the struggles that york's mom has and so the whole thing that the the show one of the changes the show makes is that his mom becomes the president mm -hmm. um because she is at that point the highest ranking um female politician right, that survives right. so she just kind of ends up as madam president right um and then there's uh york's girlfriend is not in australia she's actually in the city so um one of the things that happens is like york is driven by trying to find her in the comics mm -hmm. um but she's like she's in australia she's in another country he can't get to her and he and he proposes right before the phone lines go down right so he doesn't know what her answer is so there's this big question mark but none of it is about her and the show kind of like backed it up and had them have like she's still in the city with him they have a whole when he proposes she's there in the room they have a conversation where she doesn't accept mm -hmm. and it's giving her actual agency in this relationship rather than just being like like the fact that he still obsesses over her is his own thing but like you actually see her making decisions for herself so there are a lot of choices that they make that like kind of decentralize york and i think it's beneficial and I'm, I'm excited to see where the show is going with that right the flip side is that <laughs> all any of the things that made yorick an interesting character in the comics are not coming through yet because so much of the focus is outside of him right so i don't know uh, about you guys but personally i i'm yeah i'm not not attached to him at all i'm not either but I do, it's not really to the detriment of the show so far to me anyway so far yeah i mean it's like this is like the holy grail of shows for me it's like it's like apocalypse it's politics right. and uh, a meditation on grief it's just like everything that i love in one show and uh you guys haven't seen the third episode yet uh but um i'll just spoil a little bit say that um somebody they find alive who's a very trumpian woman uh who is is actually uh ahead of diane lane's character in the order of succession and they and they find that she's like hanging on to life and she's like hmm. about she i think there's going to be like um like um a battle over who becomes president and um amber tamlin's right. character is going to sort of like spearhead that well um, so that's something that happened in the so in the comics as well like so york's mom wasn't the president there was like a secretary of agriculture um who was but one of the things that happened and again this was set I remember, so I was rereading it and they have a joke about like somebody voting for Hillary and you realize they're joking about voting her, for her for Senator, 
like this is when the, the right, yes. comics were written like you know so the joke still stands until you realize it's not about president <laughs> right. um but uh in that timeline what what back then what they kind of when all of this goes down the handful of women who are left are pretty much all democrats and so you end up with the wives of the of the republican senators storming the white house demanding their husband's seats because mm-hmm. to them it's like well you guys have just usurped right you know uh the government and they're like well no like we you know this has always been a democracy you don't inherit your husband's position <laughs> um and yeah it just happens to be that none of you guys voted for women <laughs> like um so obviously that's not the case and i think the show i think that's probably what they're trying to work around is trying to get some of that like you know, liberal versus um, conservative push and pull into it, but understanding that you end up, you actually have women on both sides of the aisle today. Right. Um, right. And so I think that's that's probably a very smart way to do it. Women uh, can be wackos too. Yes. Well, and I think that's, you know, what I always kind of appreciated about the show is kind of, you know, there, there's always this, this, you know, if women ran the world, like, you know, it's not that it would be a utopia. It's, it's just the idea of like letting women make the same, you know, mistakes as well. Like, right. you know, and so, uh, and it, you know, it'll become a road trip where they go through a lot of different scenarios and how people are living, um, under this, um, this new reality. And I think I'm curious to see what they keep and what they, and, and, but I'm, I, I guess I'm more hopeful with how they're they're adding to it because I think there's a really good eye to it um, that they're demonstrating. Right. Um, also, I don't know if you clocked this, but there's oh that scene with York's mom and the former first lady in the second episode mm-hmm. uh, when she comes in drunk and she's saying like you know, she wants to she wants to go bury her son and and York's mom is like you don't we don't have enough secret service detail or whatever and they they start talking. And it's that almost typical, like, um, mother judgment where she's pushing, uh, you know, well, have you looked for your daughter yet? You know, oh, I sent one agent out. Um, oh, I would have set up, sent battalions. Like, right. I can't believe you, you're, you know, and, and it's, you know, even ah, that responsibility. I don't know. It's just, there's a lot of stuff going on that is so like cringeworthy, but it's like, you've. I've seen mothers do that to each other, like where it's just, well, I would have done this. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is what I would do for my children. <laughs> right. Um, and yeah, there are a lot of like little moments like that that have nothing to do with the overarching, you know, mystery or plot, but mm-hmm. that are just really true. What I am impressed by is that the idea of what caused this disaster, um, the comics set up like a bunch of very plausible not not plausible at all, really, but like a, a kind of litany of could it be this mysterious pendant? Could it be this like clone experiment? Could it be, you know, like all of these different things that need to be um, eliminated, kind of. Everyone thinks they know why it happened and they're taking blame for it. Um, and the show doesn't seem to have done that yet. They haven't even really, other than like wasn't an attack, right. Right. they haven't really even brought it in. And I... I I'm curious where they're going to go with that. I'm fine. Take your time. Oh, yeah. Run this show yeah, for it, seven it almost, seasons. It, it almost doesn't, at least at this point, it almost doesn't matter. 
No. Um, yeah. It's just like, oh, this is just a thing that happened, and now we all have to deal with it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I feel like my, my opinion on this will be a little bit incomplete, only because I've only seen the first two and the, uh, well, <laughs> incomplete. It's a, it's a, it's a TBD grade for mm-hmm. me. Um, mm-hmm. Because the, the first two really is just set up. Like even yes. episode two is like because episode one, except for the the very beginning, the opening is just it's it's all just takes place right before and then up to like initial like you see the first you know moments of horror, right? Um, and then episode two uh, is the first time that any of our disparate storylines start to collide. So and even then, it's at the very end um, when basically when. Yorick is retrieved. Right, by um, 355. Yeah. So so it it having yeah. only seen those two episodes, it feels like okay, now the show is going to start. Like right. now now it's actually going to get into like the because they've done a lot of great character work and setting up these characters and who they are and like what their um what what their uh you know, what 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 drives them, what their what their problems are going to be, you know, coming into it. Um, I mean, like the like the most obvious example is being like like Amber Tamblyn's character, who like her whole persona is on like raising men and like you know manly men and 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 this whole thing and like so of course she's like unmoored in this moment. Right. Yeah, she had whole, she had three boys and they right. all yeah. And her whole identity is built around that. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, so I, I mean I am I am excited to see where it goes. I am uh, I think that they've done a really good job of like like I have nothing I don't actually have anything bad to say about the show, other than that I'm I'm not like gripped I don't think I'm gripped in the way that either of you are yet. Um, yeah. And and I don't know what that is other than that I'm clearly evil. <laughs> and I, yes. I have, I, like, like, like if this show, like if this show had aired, like if this show had aired, premiered when The Walking Dead premiered, like instead of The Walking Dead premiering in 2010, this premiered, I would have been like blown away. I would have been like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, or like if this had premiered instead of like Battlestar Galactica in 2004, I would have been like, yeah. oh my God, this is amazing. Like, yeah. and it's, it's, it, it covers similar ground, which is not the fault of the show. Cause the show's based on a beloved graphic novel, uh, or comic book series. Uh, and, and again, all of it's well done and the cast is really good. And I think that they've done a really, I, th- I think it's, it's, a, it's, it's all great. It's just, I don't know. There's something wrong with me is what I'm saying. I'm, is that I'm not I, I'm not I, in love with it yet. I, I like see, it. I sort of see, but I do think that the third episode does sort of help launch that by sort of it, it, it's much more contemporary because uh, the sort of Trumpian politics gets involved, right? And yeah. and that's fair because again, yeah, the first two is really like like it felt very much like okay, now the story right. begins. And then there's also like stuff going on with Yorick needing to be relocated because some Trump type. Person might be taking over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I, you know, but you bring up something interesting, Dan, which is like that the Battlestar Galactica thing. I was thinking about a lot in terms of the politics mm-hmm. of the like the way the show is handling like how do you restart society? Like what do you right. prioritize? Right. Um, and that was always the most my favorite part of Battlestar Galactica. Like the mm-hmm. space battles were fine or whatever, but like the real nitty gritty of like what are our goals? What does it mean to be humanity right now? Like how right, do you right. how do you guide survivors into something? That's not just survival. Right. Um, and I'm hopeful that the sh- that's not something the comics did. Mm-hmm. The comics were so rooted on Yorick that you understood that stuff was happening, but you couldn't follow it because it was never right. really... So I'm really hopeful that the show, it certainly seems like they're going to go more in that direction. Right. And having... Uh, having Diane Lane in that role definitely helps. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah, I don't see her being a guest, you know, she's going to be in every episode. She's not just going right. to be, like, checking in. So, um, and the one thing we, so we haven't talked about uh, is, yeah, Agent 50, uh, 355. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's kind of the other, will be the other lead or is sort of, and she's she's kind of a big question mark right now. Oh, she's badass. Um, She's great, but she she is a uh, a secret service agent who. Well, she's not a secret service. She ends up being tasked with pretending to be a secret service agent, uh, right. and she was detailed to the president when all of this went down. But you find out that she's a part of the Culper Ring, which is this um, super secret, covert um, uh, kind of. Sp- spy ring that you know but it, but they answer directly to the president and because all of this happened no one and she's apparently the only female agent nobody mm. was around to brief uh the the new president you know right so she just kind of has to walk up and introduce herself and be like i was lying the whole time this is who i am but i'm at your service and i know i don't have any answers because like nobody briefed me either um but there's something what i it seems like her jobs are a little bit darker based on how she's introduced. They have her basically um, info, like her character introduction is building a bomb. And it turns out that she's like infiltrated this group of domestic terrorists. Mm -hmm. And there's like the terrorists are buying this bomb from some like dude. Mm -hmm. And she has to hide because they're clearly like super racist and they don't, he doesn't want them to know that a black woman built the bomb. And so she like sneaks out of the house and then blows it up and kills all of them. Right. Which was a great introduction. And that was like a much more uh, (coughs) bloody (laughs) situation than how she was introduced in the comic. So I, yeah, there, there were a couple of choices that go uh, characters got blood on their hands a lot earlier Uh, in the show. Without spoiling it for Dan, the third episode ends with a very dark moment uh, concerning her. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. You know, Tori also has not seen episode three. I know, but I, you know, I was just going to throw you under the bus. That's okay. I, I don't just mind wanted to spoilers. point out that <laughs> that's true. I do. I do definitely hate spoilers, and anytime someone tries to spoil something for me, I just, I just put my hands up and say <laughs> la 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 la, <laughs> just like that. La 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 la. Uh, well, you know, Dan. Sometime you should, you know, send Bizarro Dan back and. Get uh, heartfelt Dan back right. so he can the enjoy. Dan that used to love things. Yeah. Look, he knows what he did, so it's fine. But we don't, and we're the ones who are suffering. 
I'm trying to pinpoint exactly that, what it that, was that turned it, and I think it might it might have been the Ted Lasso Christmas episode. That is the best. Uh, uh, first of all, yes, it is, and it, we should probably move on to Ted Lasso. But that is the uh, that is the best assessment of like when someone that you know and hopefully it, like as a person you know, suddenly is going through some stuff and then you're like, you know, this is really bumming me out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what, what can we do to fix that? <laughs> like, I can tell you're hurting, but you're hurting us. <laughs> and I don't want um, my suffering to get lost in the shuffle. That's right. Yeah. Um, oh but yeah, maybe, maybe we should move on to Ted Lasso, uh, which we, we haven't watched. Uh, we, have, we technically have two weeks to discuss if we want to. Um, yeah, and they were sort of, a, the, the episodes were sort of, they worked together well. I don't remember. All I can think about is Roy Kent hugging oh. Jamie Tart. The first yeah. episode so, was, the, it was uh, Ted Lasso talking to the therapist and, and, and quitting over and over. Right. Yeah. Um, you had that storyline. You had the, uh, the Keeley just needs a little space. Oh, yeah. oh that was good. And, uh, and, and has to learn his lesson on the pitch because that's, so, so this is a, this How is one of the, obviously it's, anyway. it's like a, what, what? him being perfect? Yes. Uh, forever. I mean, at some point you need to like, but he's not perfect. As we learned in this episode, okay. he's been a bad influence on Phoebe. But even, but then he's, he always comes back and is perfect. But it's but it's all about those learning moments, and so it's like right. yeah, the niece kind of going, you know, the bad influence, but also you're, he's he, she reinforces how important he is in her life, and it's just they have to work through that. And same thing with Keely, right. it's like he he has that awakening, you know, with Jamie Tart. Like I'm giving you know I'm giving this other player space. It's like right. fuck, right. that's all she meant. <laughs> that <was a laughs> just really trust her. That, yeah, <laughs> I I do want to I do want to point out that and this this is probably obvious to, to everyone, but uh, I I only realized this on, like, the second time I watched that uh, episode seven where um, uh, where Roy is just, like, you know, hovering around Keeley and, like, won't, won't give her any space. And it, it makes sense because his... The chant uh, that is uh, famous, famous uh, famously about Roy Kent is that he's here, he's there, he's everywhere, where... Roy Kent, Roy Kent. And so, of course, he lives his relationships in the same way. Right. Where he's going to be that person who's just like, that's like, he's like the the 100% effort guy. So he's going to put in 100% of effort in like a real relationship and be smothering accidentally. Yeah. I also just like how all of his epiphanies are just the word fuck. Right. Fuck. Everything that makes is, sense. Fuck. Fuck yeah. no. Fuck. <laughs> The, the, oh my god, the ice cream the, the with the teacher. Fuck no! I mean, yeah. F no! F no. <laughs> that was good. Yes. Um, the uh, we, we finally got to the uh, the Ted reveal in episode 8 that we all knew was coming. Well, no, um, you knew was coming yeah, and... you called that one. Well, but you by did. the... Eventually, it was, it was becoming increasingly clear. No, I think. no Dan, it yeah, wasn't. No, that, was, no. that was all you meant. I, was, I have no idea what you're talking about. That was you okay. called it, and then when that happened, I was very angry for a lot <laughs> of reasons, but not, least of, not the least of which was that you were right. That's true. I'm the only person who was right, and let's, let's not forget that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. 
So I, I wanna I wanna posit this question because I don't I feel like the three of us all still enjoy the show greatly, mm-hmm. uh, and have been have can, despite my villain villainy villainy, uh, I'm I am still one hundred percent in the tank for this show, uh, but there there is a there is a strain of fan uh, <laughs> who's uh, who who might might go by the name. Cord Lasselton, uh, who who are who who believe that the show has lost a step and they're not enjoying it as much as as the first season and they feel like they're they're struggling with it and they it's it feel and I I don't know maybe some of the the uh, prob, perceived problems are real and all I'm asking is are, do we have blinders on or are wait, we ready? Wait. Hold on, hold on. Wait, can I, one, one, can I just, Ooh, one clarifying question. Oh, oh God. Uh, does, does Sir Cord, um, yes. does, does he still believe that after episode eight? Come on. Uh, or was that only up to, because I read the article on mm-hmm. The Gist. Yes. Another website, oh. some, you should check another out. Another pretty good website. Uh, yeah. It's fine. It's a good, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very good website. And it was a very good article. Uh, and he was talking about his uh, relationship with, uh, with this show. And it right. raised some very good points. But it was after, I believe, episode seven. So I'm, I was curious yes. if you had had any conversations with uh, Cord Lasselton about, uh, in light of the most recent episode. I have not yet. Um, my expectation is that, is that his... Not to put words in Cord's mouth, but uh, he's got I, plenty. I, I feel <laughs> that's true. He does have a lot of words. Uh, I feel like uh, I feel like his. I, I think that that will remain his uh, perception until the end of the season, where it either snaps into focus or it doesn't. Okay. Um, that's. I don't know if that's true, but that's hmm. just my guess. Um, uh, well, but, I did read his pace. I, I did not love. I love Cord to Pieces. Uh, Mr. Lasselton is just a a brilliant man who raised some excellent points, Mm -hmm. but also was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I don't think it's that we have blinders. I just think like, you know, I think it's the conversation that everyone has been having, which is that, you know, while you may not be enjoying the season, I think, you know, it's... What? Did we enjoy the first season because it was new? Because we binged it in one one batch mm-hmm. um are we enjoying this less because it's challenging some of the things that we enjoyed we didn't um, right, you dan didn't binge it i didn't binge it did you binge it toy i binged, oh, it, binged yeah. it yeah dan and i oh, you yeah, guys would, you, yeah you guys wouldn't stop right. talking about it and eventually yeah. i was like fine and then i was like oh god i'm crying at this show <laughs> Fuck. i binged it the second time the first time i watched it i just watched it mm. week by week right well the, but, the uh, but a lot of people did yeah a lot of people did find it uh, late to where because people like it. you and and Dan like but you you know the the reviewers or the people who are into it wouldn't stop talking about it and then everyone right. else was like how could the show actually be that good and, it was that and then over the course of like yeah eight months people I mean you had people finally watching it like a month before the second season premiered because no mm-hmm. one would shut up about it right and then they would all universally go god damn it it really is that good right <laughs> i just and I so you have feel like the second yeah. season is just as good i do too i think it's different right and that's the, that's the key is that i feel like there's a there there are people who who find it different and 
are so so I, I, I don't know. There there are different segments to me right. where like there there are some people who are worried who just wanted it to be, remain happy and warm and comforting. And I understand their worry because the show is no longer that. Right. And that's not that's not the clearly not the point of season two. So But it also um, but I think it's also a misunderstanding of season one. Oh sure, totally. And that's, I think that's part of it is understanding that like, no, all of the stuff that's happening was baked into the first season. It was just stuff that you didn't want to, but it was also, so one thing that, um, that was in the article that, uh, Cord wrote, (laughs) he was talking about how the first season very much felt much, uh, more like the kind of, you know, uh, typical sports comedy where it ends with this big game. Right. And that was something that I, I really... And he's like, you know, and, and so what that would, you know, they lost the game. So this season, the arc for the three seasons should be they get, you know, they come out of relegation this season and right. then they win third season, right. which is true. That would right. be the normal arc. Right. But that's hinging on the idea that the climax of the first season was that game. And right. to me, the climax of the first season never was that game. It was forgiveness. That line. It was forgiveness. It was the scene between Rebecca and Ted. Yes. Right. That was the climax of the first season. The game had to happen because it's a because the you know it's a soccer show, so there needs to be a game, right? But that was not the climax of the season, right? And that that's interesting because that that leads us to the so so I may have have discussed this besides the wonderful article on the gist that Cord wrote. Uh, <laughs> there, I, I may have also had a, had a discussion with him about it, and and it's there there is that viewpoint that like if this is going to be a sports show right. or like you know modeled on the sports uh show or sports movie formula um then then yes and then the, then that has to be the focus but, but I, I well well i i think that there is i i don't disagree with that but i think that there is i think that we're seeing like a lot of the the problems of like like in a weird way everyone's happy right and not not that not that you know there's obviously still conflict but fundamentally every like like Ted Lasso has made everybody's lives better in the show and they're making more uh they're making healthier emotional choices generally right. um it also is leading them to be not as good at soccer <laughs> yeah <laughs> which can I- also be true and that's that's an interesting problem right. that they're positing i think I think that's um, what I find the most interesting about it is that, like, you know, uh, we made it to the semifinals of this thing. That must have been a really big deal. But then they, but then they lost and they tied. But then they got destroyed. Yeah. And part of it is that they're, you know, and I think that's one thing that I like about because the first season, you saw Ted acting as a coach more, and I can see one of the criticisms about this this season is that he's not really acting as a coach. And I think that, to me, I don't mind because that is very much like, that's the point. He doesn't, he is broken this season. And he's consciously like bringing what, the way he acts as a coach is to bring Roy in (laughs) to be a coach because he can't. Like, so he's, but he, you know, he is not guiding like that, that scene that we mentioned between where Roy goes and hugs Jamie. Mm -hmm. Ted is right there. Yeah. And Ted does nothing. It's become yeah. much like, more ensemble show this, this season. But it's also, if that were the first season, Ted would have been yes. the first one making a move. And I think right. that's part of that is like this frustration that like, this isn't the Ted that you know. 
to me, like, that's the point. That is right. the conflict. Like right. he got this ball rolling and that ball is continuing to roll. These people are healthier. They're, they're still conflicts. They just often are handling it better, you right. know, but it's really, you know, he's got a lot of issues. I think it also comes, it keep, I just keep coming back to the thing that's going on with Nate, which is like beard stepping in or other people seeing what's going on. And Ted hasn't like, he's mm. not there the way he was right. the first season. God, Nate is right. a super and, villain now. And, oh. and something that they pointed out, like they, they, explicitly pointed out in episode seven when uh ted says like oh did i miss something and beard is like yeah and he's yeah. like oh do i have to worry about it I was like no i got it yeah um but it's you know so yeah i mean it isn't the, the exact same show but that's it is i i don't think that it's like it has you know come out of left field it is the natural progression of the the personalities and the the emotional arcs and that's right. i think that's what's so cool about the show because like i think when we talk about these kind of sports movies or, or or it's you know it may be about the sport but there it's always the heartfelt the emotional triumphs or whatever there's always all of that and this show is like going through all of that and it's just yeah it doesn't mean that you're gonna win <laughs> Right. Like people are going to be better people, hopefully, at the end of it, or maybe not right now. Right. And and maybe winning isn't everything. Like, <laughs> but it's also like terrific that the, you know the players that didn't get much screen time last season are like full characters, like Sam <sighs> and Danny, and even Jamie's got uh, a better arc, and Isaac got a whole episode. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Jamie's so much better. The the haircut scene between <laughs> Sam and oh, Isaac so and the whole team. Yeah. There's definitely a little bit of like you can kind of see which characters they've they've or which actors are like oh we got to give them more because they're yeah. really funny or they're really good at what they're doing yeah. um, like like as an example with with Isaac and I'm sorry I'm blanking on the actor's name but um, but like, like they've given him so much more to do and some of it makes sense because he's a captain now but right. also just in terms of like. He's very funny at like in the in the haircut scene, which kind of shouldn't work. Like it's so separate from everything else. It's so ridiculous. It shouldn't work, but it it works. shouldn't work. But it does because it, it does because one because he's so great in that moment in the theatrics of it, and two in the addition of Jan Maas, the Dutchman, who just says what everybody's thinking. <laughs> And, well, what we're thinking, um, but the the way that the rest of the team is so behind right. it, but right? It but also, he's the perfect outsider to just yeah. be like, "What this the fuck are you guys doing?" And, and everyone else is like, "Shut up <laughs> and let this but, happen." But also, but again, like that was one of the the first times this season where we've seen the whole team, and it's been happening with Sam and his his banter, you right. know, uh, where they kind of gather around him. You're seeing the team as a healthier whole because of Ted, what the work that Ted put in last season. Right. But without needing Ted as the glue to make those moments happen. Right. Like, you know, right. to me, that scene was like the, the fire to dispense the ghosts mm -hmm. that they did in the first season. But that was right. Ted leading the way to get these guys. And it was really a, a, a bonding thing for them. This right. season, they're having those all team you know, moments together without him involved at all. Right. Do you feel a little bit like if they did stick with a three season plan that the end goal would not be just a win, but like 
pretend to be able to leave and go back to America and all of these people be okay. Like, Ted left and it still works for them. Wait, are you saying this is going to be Mary Poppins? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, also, <laughs> but, oh, Sam and Rebecca shouldn't work at all and it should be creepy, but that was really adorable. It was super adorable. The whole time I was oh. yelling at the TV like, don't do it. You're his boss. That's terrible. And there's going to be some, like, all hell is going to break loose because of that. But yeah. also, yeah, they, they they made it. Oh, that episode, they sold the relationship. Like, I was like, no, don't do it. This is terrible. But also, you guys are so good together. Yeah, so good. I, I, am, I am actually not sold on them yet. No. You are not oh sold God, on them yet. So uh, I mean, I, I'm sold on the adorableness and on the the fact that like this has been seeded since season one clearly like yes. from the first from the first time they had a scene together I yeah. believe because I, I think the first time it's just the two of them was uh, when he goes up to her office to invite her to the uh, yeah to the the bonfire they and and yeah. she and you know they they have the brief like awkward aside of like oh no this is not about a date this is just a, a team thing um, but. I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to work it, long term. I don't think it's going to no. work. But for right yeah, now, but I think there, it's really just... I think if you're going to throw conflict in, it's conflict I appreciate. This is going to yeah, be bad. And, this is going to work and out it's definitely, it's definitely a thing where it feels like... Like, I do appreciate the chemistry of it, but also, like, there's no way this can end well, so I'm curious to how they find a way for it to end well. Yeah, because, yeah, it will end well one way or another. Right. But how are they going to get uh, there? Yeah. No, I agree. Because uh, I'm, I'm still like, he, she's still his boss. This mm-hmm. is still like, the show cannot let this happen with no, uh, with no consequences. Right, right. I didn't know so, Sam some, particularly some... attractive until this. And then you're like, oh, wait, Sam's hot. I well, he needed the haircut. Wait, so. He, he, I don't. He was always hot. Oh, well, then. yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> He's got that smile. He does. He does. Mm. Oh. And th- there was one. So one other thing that I did appreciate in this episode was that he's very awkward and like aw shucks, like like he has that kind of like like naive charm almost. Yeah. But in that last scene. When oh, he's, he's at the door, he's so, so smooth. fucking smooth. He's it's so like, smooth. Oh, you have that gear too. Oh, okay. I love uh, him. Yeah, I kind of do too. Uh, also, <laughs> I, I just props to to the show for they've built an entire arc with him and his father that works, and we've never met the father. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Like it's all through text, and then we heard his dad's voice for the first time this episode. Yeah, uh, but it it works, and you're still emotionally invested in it, despite the fact that it's all off screen. I thought he uh, had calls with him before, but yeah, it's still it's yeah. His father has never really been around. He may have had calls with him before, but we, we've definitely never seen him. Put it that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, and I I do. I mean, it's obvious, but the the contrast they set up between Sam and, and Jamie's relationship right. with his father, which has been right. a huge deal. Um, yeah. Oh, and... here's a question. Uh, oh, sorry, Tori. No, go I for it. Cut you oh, it was just what's what's your take on Jamie's dad now that we finally met him? Um, I mean, he's he's obviously pure evil, but yeah, <laughs> is he is he like is he like appropriately evil or is he uh, 
Because he's very, so far he's very one note, and maybe that's okay. Um, he's very one note. I mean, he deserved to get punched. I What I'm curious about, I don't, I mean, I think he sucks, and I hope he doesn't come back. <laughs> but I think that for, I guess where I'm curious, the show, because we've talked, like, the show is so much about kind of, even if it's going to go through some dark times, like, arriving at a happy ending. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious what that happy resolution between Jamie and his dad is. If it's Jamie going no contact, if it's mm-hmm. somehow his dad learns a lesson. Mm, I don't see that happening. Like, and I don't know. Like, I've really appreciated this journey for Jamie. And I think yeah. that the dad kind of needed to be so awful. Right. Um, but I don't know what the resolution of their relationship will ultimately be, like how that's all going to shake out. And that's what I'm curious right. about. It it feels like that he'll have, it, it feels like whatever it is, the resolution has to come on Jamie's side, right? That yeah. it's, so, so it feels more like. It's like liver disease him. in the third season. <laughs> he just dies and he just has to like accept. <laughs> well, Jamie has to like, you know, forgive him. Right. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, or his, or he goes no contact, and the dad comes crawling mm-hmm. back, or or it's just Jamie deciding to go no contact and, and that not alone. have that influence. You in don't his need life. that guy. Right, that guy's just terrible. You right. don't need, yeah, yeah. Um, um, also, I just wanted to point out from this last episode, I believe she played the uh, uh, Sarah's therapist, uh, Doctor Doctor uh, Fieldstone, Doctor Fieldstone's therapist, but uh, Sidsy, I'm gonna butcher the name but Sipsy Babette Knudsen uh, who was in Westworld I mean she's been a bunch of stuff but we probably know her from Westworld uh, I think she was the voice on the phone oh as her therapist because uh, I saw her name in the credits I'm like who is she playing who and then she? like yeah, yeah. Oh. and so the, the thing that I like about that is I hope that means that she's going to show up in a future episode because I don't know why you'd cast her without having her show up at some point yeah um, oh, and and Doctor Fieldstone's uh, concussed voice memos were oh, wonderful. Uh, she's so great. Yeah, they had a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't love her until this episode. I did love her, but because you could tell something like this was coming, I, I didn't. Like, I did not she... see that coming. I I liked her once a lot more. Once uh, they had the scene. A couple episodes ago, there's one where she found Ted in her office. But when the team was all excited to be like, hey, we won. Will you come have a drink with us? And it's like, okay, she's won them over. So right. like, it felt like, you know, it was worth, uh, she's not an antagonist to the team, put it that way. Right. Yeah. I love the show. <laughs> yeah. And maybe so, someday good Dan will come back yeah. and love it too. I love the show still. I'm no Cord Lasselton. <laughs> I like the fact that you were in the position of defending it against him. Uh, yeah, it's it's nice to it's nice to be on the side of on the good good, good guy's side for once. Welcome back. Will you uh, have another conversation with him and report back? I'm sure I will at some point. Okay. Um, because it's uh, it'll be a it might be a point of contention. You know. Um, <gasps> Can we have? Can we go to war with him? <laughs> Can we have an intense rivalry? Let's do it. I mean, I, I assume that we were already there. So. Yeah, I think we are. I we think after tonight we are. Cord on for yeah. the finale. Cord, Cord doesn't like podcasts. Yeah, he says that. So I'm, so I'm told. Yeah. 
but anyway, we'll we'll see if we can get Cord on the show. Uh, but before we end uh, today's episode, uh, Tori has a game. <gasps> what are those? What's a game? Yeah, remember when we used to play games on this podcast? <laughs> like, like we're like 105 episodes in or so and remember like 50 episodes ago when we used to play games when we used to do that yeah yeah um so i'll be honest this is not a game that i made up myself uh i happen to listen to a lot of npr and there are multiple programs that do a version of this game never heard of it never heard of it. so basically the game is uh quotes i'm gonna read you quote so normally you know it's like a uh wait wait don't tell me or um there's another show, like a couple of different shows will do something where they'll, they'll read their guests' quotes from the past week, usually things that were in the news, and the guest needs to guess where, you know, who said it or where it came from. Okay. So I thought it would be fun to do that, but with television shows. Um, so I had been planning this before we decided not to record last week. So unfortunately, <laughs> already the premise is shot. <laughs> These are not quotes from the last week. Some of them are from last week. Some of them are from two weeks ago. Some of them are from shows that maybe you guys uh, didn't actually watch. Even better. And that's okay. Even better. So yeah. um, the cool thing about this game is that it's entirely based on my viewing schedule. Uh, <laughs> so great. good luck, guys. <laughs> um, I also, I'm just going to read quotes and you guess the show that they would have come from. And okay. I'll record points and at some point we'll just decide that we're done. All right. I didn't even count how many quotes I wrote down, so, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, and I can't even just use your initials because you have the exact same initial. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, <clears throat> first quote. You know how when Bambi's born, Bambi's like, hey, I used to be on cocaine? That sounds like Dr. Cox and Scrubs, but <laughs> I don't know. Uh, wait, sorry, we're naming the show? Yes. Uh, the show or who said it. Like, I don't... Okay. Just... Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine? No, this one might be a bit tricky. This one's... The other two. No. Uh, it's actually, it's a talk show. Oh. This what? one, yeah, this one's a bit of a curveball I'm throwing right out. A talk show? start with a talk show? Yeah. Late night talk show. John Oliver? He's not a talk show. God damn it. <laughs> Who recently was on a late night show talking about cocaine? Oh, oh, it's, it's, it's John it's Mulaney. John Mulaney God damn it. At, at, on late night with Seth Meyers. Yes. <laughs> I knew I remember I that. I heard that quote and God damn it. I did watch that episode. Dan gets that, that one. Fine, fine. Yes. Um, oh, all right. John Mulaney. I hope you're happy. I know, right? Um, <laughs> All right, so, uh, you'll hear me bassooner or later. Oh, no. I just hate the pun. <laughs> but you know where it's from, right? Mm. Is that Pokemon Nine-Nine? <laughs> what show do we watch that has somebody who plays a bassoon? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know I'm going to be real mad when yeah. I don't know, but I don't know. Uh, it's only murders in the building. Oh, that was Amy yeah, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that quote now. No, I'm behind on that. I know. 
<sighs> okay. Yeah, so I didn't like it that much, apparently. No, that was a really good quote, and I, I really appreciated it at the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, this is going this swimmingly. This is a much harder game than I thought. <laughs> Because I, um, I remember that quote, and I couldn't. Is this it. what it feels like to play the game? I guess. Oh my god! All right. Oh, let so me see stressful. if I can come. Let me give. All right. Let me see if I can make this a little bit. Uh, all right. Ain't no policy like a hospital part policy because a hospital part policy don't stop. Gee, Ted I can't Lasso. Even say it. Yes. In Ted Lasso. In being Ted Lasso. He was talking. It was episode eight. He was talking to the doctor whose name I don't remember, but. It did say doctor on her uh, scrubs. True. All right. Uh, Don't we own this land? No, we're Indian. We don't own land. Reservation dogs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) See, that was an easy one. Yeah, that was. I don't know if you've seen that episode yet, though. That's that's the hunted episode. Oh, okay. Where they're hunting. Um, That was a pretty clear one. Yeah, uh, I was trying to give you some wins all right i don't even know what a website is i thought it was something to do with spiders <laughs> i don't know that's a good quote though oh <laughs> I, I i'm pretty sure i've seen this so it's gonna make me real mad when i don't Brooklyn Nine-Nine? <laughs> dustin i'm gonna spare you some time i don't have any Brooklyn Nine-Nine quotes just can don't... you read it one more time please uh I don't even know what a website is. I thought it was something to do with spiders. Mm. <laughs> I don't even know what a website is. I thought it was something to do with spiders. Ah! I can hear it, but I can't... Uh, uh, I don't know. What we do in the shadows. That was Nadja. Oh, God damn it. Uh, All right, yeah. so I'm just going to... I have got quotes from two, three, four, five, six shows. There's only six shows that we got to cover. Okay. I just took a bunch of quotes, so we're just going to cycle around them. Okay. <clears throat> you can't afford cheese, but you want to marry your girlfriend. Why the last man? Yes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. Really I watched that today. I did too. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> we should have suspected when we entered the hornet's nest, we wouldn't escape without a sting. I mean, I'm assuming that's only murders in the building. Yes. That sounds right. like oh, a man. podcast line. <laughs> like, it was. It was I the late. Late. I don't know if I've seen that episode but it was the lady in tina fey's office when tina fey goes like quick give me a tagline for a show about sting as a murderer oh i haven't even seen that episode oh my god okay uh well dan's up five dustin is at nothing and yet i know i've heard every one of these quotes you've heard every one of them we'll get there man it's okay you're you've seen more episodes than than dan has for some i'm actually pausing to try to give you a chance but (laughs) Thanks, Dan. Well, you know. All right. Um, if it is triplets, can we name the ugliest one Seth? Is that this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm giving it to you. That should be a point. That's that's a point. Uh, no, that was also John Mulaney on <laughs> Seth Meyers. All right. <laughs> Sorry, that was great, though. Um, sup, white Jesus? 
Reservation Dogs? Yes. Oh, look mm. at you, Dustin. You're coming back. You got this. Uh, I'm not using mine until I marry or I get circumcised. Ted Lasso. <laughs> yep. It was Danny Rojas talking Danny. about his uh, Isaac haircut. Yes, uh-huh. exactly. Uh, all right. Damn it, there's dead people down here and rats and shit. Why the last man? Yep. Uh, is that when he goes after uh, After Ampersand? Ampersand. Yep. Okay. Into the subway. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm going to pay more attention to the quotes next week. I know, you're going to have to. I got a second date. I need to sleep for a month. Murder only murders in the building. Everyone's yep. second date. All right. Uh, all right. I'm going to make this the last one because it's one of my favorites. And okay. I mean, I've read enough, you guys. I've got more, yeah. but we, I mean, I can keep going, but it's only so many shows. So eventually you're just going to be picking. I'll keep going. Right. But uh, this is one of my favorite quotes. If I spill anything, I'm right next to everything I need to clean it up. Oh, Ted Lasso, that's Higgins in the supply closet. <laughs> that scene he's talking to uh to jamie (laughs) to jamie i just yeah the ongoing thing that i thought was going to get annoying with higgins like having to set up shop all over like for some reason when he just turned the the broom closet into his his Mm -hmm. office i'm just like i'm fine with this i love it it, keep keep popping up in weird places (laughs) was it one of you or was it kalina's uh recap that uh, suggested that um the end of the season will be his Higgins' wife dying. I mean, I never said that, Jesus. Wait, what? Oh, it must have been her. People are like, because they're making out that that marriage out to be like so good that the dark ending will be that. I don't. Wife. I don't. Well, <sighs> well. So that's first of all, that was neither of us. So how dare you, Dustin? Um, <laughs> second of all, there there is a there is an episode coming up. Called no weddings and a funeral. Oh no! So oh, no. I have been. I have been. Once I learned that this weekend, I've been very worried about whose funeral it is. Oh no! It's gonna be Higgins' wife. Um, I'm, no, oh, I'm, no. I'm hoping. Now, now I'm hoping it's Rupert. It well, everyone probably, hopes it's Rupert. <laughs> it probably is not, but uh, I also think. It. I also think there's a possibility it could be uh, Jamie's dad. Uh, could be Jamie's dad. Could be uh, May the barkeep. Oh no no no! <gasps> don't. I think it. Put I think it's possible. God okay. I think it's, yeah. I think it's possible. Dan, you need to not speculate because you got the well, Ted Lasso well, dad thing right, my, and I just my need next, you to not. My next speculation is worse. So I don't. What? I don't know if I should say. What it. is it? It could be beard. No. No. What? Because no. here's the thing. Here's the thing. The next episode. The next episode is Beard After Dark. That's the title of it. It's it's the night. It's it's immediately following, and it's beards like crazy night. And on top of that, uh, no. they had the very like heavy-handed line of like, "Don't forget, you're bringing donuts and coffee tomorrow." Whatever the line was. No. Um, I wouldn't. Not not for this. That that felt like. That felt like an add-on to the end of the episode to set up uh, yeah. an episode that they had to write at the end. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping that it's the 
that, that it's the not that, but Jesus Christ. No, I know every you, all, of, all of them. None of this. It's Rupert. We're just going to move yeah, on. It's got to be a bad, um, a bad person. But no, but question <laughs> is Beard After Dark, the second standalone episode, like the ones that they had to, when the episode order got extended and they just died, decided to like do insert episodes. I have like no it. idea. I'm actually hoping that Beard After Dark is the, is the second standalone. Because it implies um, that he'll be around for the rest of the season. Right. Okay. Yeah, because also it, it feels like a weird, it's like such a weird place to go at the end of this. Like when the climax of this yeah, episode yeah. is Ted coming to terms with the fact, like coming clean for the first time to anyone. Um, it, it, it feels like a weird place to go to a beard-centric episode. Yeah. So It felt like uh, a I'm hoping that that was just like the, well, let's do something weird and crazy. Then um, I'm okay with that. But it did, it, yeah, that, that, line, that line felt tacked on. Yeah, but the episode after this is no weddings and a funeral. All right, I'm so. not okay. But I'm gonna okay. Here's a happy quote. Here's a happy quote. <clears throat> I was raised by my nanny who made me learn Latin in the nude. I quite liked it. I was like, did I lose you guys? Only <laughs> murders in the building. No. Oh. It was what we do in the shadows. Oh, oh, oh. It was Laszlo. I haven't seen that episode yet. Really? Okay. Uh, well, spoiler. Well, I like this game. I'm not very <laughs> good at it. But I really like the game. Well, there you go. Well, we can, you know. We can play around That's fine. Yeah. We can keep, yeah. Um, I like the idea that you guys haven't <laughs> I think it'll be easier when we're all caught up on the weekly shows and we can actually yeah. make sure that they're from a week. I, I like the idea that Tori has, is running the game. <laughs> you, yeah. Um, I like the idea that uh, I'm only going to watch X number of shows, so all the quotes will be from there. <laughs> gonna I mean, that, that's, that's fair. That, I, that I've been watching a lot of episodes of Psych this week, so mm. those would be fun additions. I would not get any. Well, no. I know it was Psych, I guess, once I figured it out. All so you have good. to say is, like, my name is Sean Spencer, and this is my partner. And then we just have right. to fill yes. in, like, what the fake names that he gives to, to Burton. To, to Wait, guess. so does this mean I have to do it every week, or are you guys going to no, want to get on I want to get on Yeah, oh, I was no, going to we'll say, Justin, because you'll make it all The Walking Dead, and we'll no, be like, I don't know. I literally don't Walking know who's on Dead. that show anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and I had a I had another game idea, but it's gone now. So it's it's back. it's written down somewhere, but it'll come back. Yeah. Uh, did did I win? Does that oh, mean yeah, I you, you you Slaughtered. won? Oh, good. So uh, although so Dustin had you, a good streak there, it was yeah, it was Dustin not a complete. It was four to to seven. Yeah, that's not bad. Respectable. Yeah. Uh, my rant this week is uh, <laughs> Cord Lasselton. I'm calling you out. Uh, come on our podcast, you coward. <laughs> Uh, come come on the show and debate debate us about Ted Lasso. Why why is it that you you hide behind your website? He's the gist, whatever that is. Over there is what he's doing. No no, it's genuine. It's genuine and it's gross. And I I won't have it. Look, 
opinions, everyone's opinion is valid, but some opinions are wrong, and this one is. Very uh, wrong. I challenge you to face us on this podcast. Come come face the tribunal and see see what happens. Make your case, and perhaps we will change our minds. We won't change our minds. No, it's not going to happen. If this happens, um, I'm going to clap with glee the same way I do every time uh, Holt and Kevin kiss on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh. I'm going to be like, oh, yay. Oh, it has to happen. You're so wrong. You're so wrong, Cord Lasselton. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's the show. Um, we went a respectable amount of time this oh, week, yeah. despite the fact that we technically only had two shows to talk about. But we um, had a game. We did have a game, which was wonderful. And uh, okay. we will... Look, we, it's, it's, sometimes it's hard to plan a game, but it's, it is fun. And uh, I did miss it. Um, <laughs> And uh, we'll we'll do it again sometime, maybe even next week. Uh, and uh, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else to say, or are we are we at the end? No, and I only made it through one of those beers, so I still got oh, two good left. Oh, lord! Oh, good. Two more <laughs> weeks of two more weeks of maple tonight. beer. <laughs> oh my god! With sixteen ounces too. Come on! And you had uh, one. That's because the beer is shit. It's not. It's, it's just I, like to, I I savor maple no, syrup. I don't want to chug it. Yeah. What do I, super trooper? Oh. Jesus. Anyway, have a good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs>